I'd like to welcome everyone to another episode of the Let's Gather podcast. I'm your host Zeke, and in this episode, I have my friend Cass, who creates music. You can find his EP, The Pavement, on all streaming platforms, and find him on Instagram as Totally Not Cass. I'd like to give a content warning for any strong language during this episode, and hope you have a nice day, and enjoy the show. Okay, so the first question I always like to ask is, what would your origin story be? What would my origin story be? Like, if I could choose? Yeah, you could choose. It could be fake. Could be real. I don't know. I don't know if I'd have an origin story. I mean, if 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 it comes down to it, I've always thought about this kind of question. Like, I actually, I have a piece called Landing Day that mm-hmm. I wrote when I was, like, a senior in high school about this kind of same thing. Essentially, it deals with me. Uh, it says, like, I don't have a birthday. I have a landing day which is the day that like I came down to earth. I, dropped, I got dropped off at earth. And if I had an origin story, it'd be, I wasn't born. I came from space, crashed and closed in my meteorite right off the East Coast in the Atlantic Ocean. I swam in it open and damn is your planet cold, kids. I faked my birth in Manhattan and found some family to roll with. Mm-hmm. Spanish people, more or less the same skin color. I adapted facial features to resemble my new little brother. Americanized, I vowed to be on top of the fame's roster. And from that day forward, I went by the human name of Joshua. So it has to do with like me being an alien and coming into the earth and making my place here. That's probably what the closest to an origin story would be. <laughs> <laughs> so like the Joker or like you have like no origin story and then you yeah, just pop up. And I just, like, you know, I'm cra- craft my own. Yeah. As I go along. Yeah. And what medium would you be like a song, a movie? Probably, probably. Uh, I mean, movies are very interdisciplinary. So mm-hmm. I'd probably go with that. I think that that would encompass it the best. I could make a song about everything but it'd be a very long song <laughs> <laughs> like two days yeah just going on. <laughs> just first me, verse. You know, exactly breaking it all down but yeah probably a movie i think would encompass that the best mm-hmm. so cool so you um you make music and everything so yeah how do you like the sound of your voice that- how do i like that's a great question yeah <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever asked me that i'm uh i don't know my voice has like it's all pretty evident that it's the same voice when you hear it throughout yeah. different interviews and videos and stuff. But it has certain nuanced differences. Some days it's more nasally than others. Mm-hmm. Some days it's more raspy. It all really depends. Overall, I'm fine. Like, I've never heard myself on a recording <laughs> and go, oh, that's awful. I've never related to that. That's me every single time yeah. I a video. I'm just like, I, I can't. Yeah, no, nah, it's common. It's it, There's a scientific reason for it. I forgot why. I know the scientific reason that you hear it differently is because you're actually listening to how your voice vibrates through your yeah. bones and stuff. But there's another reasoning for why you don't like the recording of your own voice. You hear it and it's kind of repulsive. But I've never really related to that. I guess that's mainly because like, since I was young, I've always done videos and like voice memos. So you got used to it probably? Probably got used to it at a young age. I don't think that I... Can I curse on here? Yeah. I don't think that I gave a shit when I was younger. So... Kind of leaked into like, me oh, going word, this. Is yeah, nice. it's whatever, you know. I don't love the sound of my own voice. It's just I'm neutral to it, you know. Yeah. And then with like with that in my in between music, you do you have yourself on your playlist? Yeah, your rotation. I, um, so I do in the sense of critiquing myself. Like I, I always listen back, mainly to understand where I was at the moment, because songs for me are kind of like journal entries. Yeah, and. I enjoy what I do and I can listen to it to enjoy it. But 
for me, it's it's a very different experience than if you were to listen and enjoy it. Yeah, it's more personal. It's more like, oh man, I remember you know how much I was sweating while I was recording that, or <laughs> you know, I was really hungry when I did that one. I was really sad here. I was, you know, it's more like revisiting like old photo book, kind of looking back at it. But every time I make something, I don't really listen to it much. I listen to it the most while making it. Yeah. After that. I just enjoy it with people. So if someone plays it, I won't tell them to turn it off. But I never like request myself like, oh, get the DJ to you pay hundred dollars. Like here yeah, you go. Yeah, I never do that, bro. You know, I'll throw my own party and I'll play my own music. But I'll never come to DJ. Yo, you gotta play my stuff. <laughs> nah, you know, yeah. I was never really like that. Yeah. And then also with that, do you listen to it? Do you think of all your mistakes, or do you just like this is a final piece? Yeah, I. I'm very careful about that because whenever you kind of go into making a music or like making a song or a video, yeah. I always go into it with the mentality of like, okay, um, when this is out, it's out forever. Mm-hmm. So understanding that longevity is important to making a good product. Try not to lose focus on getting the product out there because you could totally lose yourself in yeah. that perfectionism. Oh, like, oh, I can't release this yet. It's not ready. It's not ready. It's not ready. You could do that for 40 years, you know, and you will never release anything because you had to be perfect about it. So you do have to have a fire under yourself to kind of get that out there. But with me, when it's out there, I don't really focus on the mistakes, you know, because I don't, I, I prioritize putting it out over any little error that I made in editing. It's not that serious sometimes, yeah. you know. Especially now, I'm still in the big. Be- I consider myself in the beginning phases of my, you know, journey. So, in the beginning, it's always more important to just put things out there than it is to make sure that they're perfect. And I think that's a concept that a lot of people don't understand: quantity over quality. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, at least, you know, just get yourself out there. Don't even worry about whether it's perfect or not. Because if you put stuff out, you're ahead of people who Ooh, haven't. Who's still thinking you know, about it? Just yeah. Like, Yo, I seen a video. It was like a dude on skateboarding in the skate mm-hmm. park, in the skate park. It was like waiting for the perfect time to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. And he was just running. Uh-huh. But he nailed down the skateboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got something that was funny. Yeah, it's it's like if you are in a lab or if you're in a studio, whatever, and you're just working on this one piece that you swear is it. And you're just working on that one thing, all eggs in a basket on that one thing, not even one thing. Five things. Let's say you're working on five songs that are amazing yeah. and you really want them to be incredible. Really want them to be incredible. But this other guy has put out 50 songs and, you know, let's say they're not as good as yours, right? That guy's further ahead of you, you know, further ahead than you in yeah. his career. Like, because he actually put stuff out. Yeah. He's and showing he's doing something. Yeah. He's actually, you know, producing and putting things out because it's. What makes you better isn't really making the stuff. Mm-hmm. It's making it, then putting it out there, letting time do its thing, letting the world, you know, scrutinize what's going on. And that's that's important to progress, being willing to share, you know. Because if you just lock yourself in and just work on things, trying to be perfect, trying to be perfect before you put it out, it's kind of like, it's counterintuitive because you always want to be moving ahead, but you're not going to, it's like running in place. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like just running in place, running in place. Like, 
can't be doing that. This is you got to move ahead. And the way that that happens is put it out there, let people hate it, you know, let people love it. Yeah, you got to share. Yeah. Artists are very selfish. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm selfish. It's yeah. like you know what, this ain't it. Yeah, I'm myself included. Yeah, I'm definitely, definitely selfish with it. You know, I'm telling I I should be practicing what I preach. Like I'm telling myself this, knowing full well that I have. You know, yeah, buckets you. of material <laughs> that right now are never gonna see the light of day. <laughs> so, and when you go on, they be like, "Oh, they have all these songs out." Like, yeah, what's this? It's like what you know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's important to have that balance of being a sharer and mm-hmm. keeping to yourself. Because honestly, the best things do come when you are to yourself. Yeah, when the audience isn't a part of the process and you're you know trying to make your vision as close to what you had as possible. Yeah. And then have you ever had the when you thought something was about to pop, you like this is gonna pop? Yeah. And then you put something else out and that one pops instead? Uh, hmm. I don't know. I'm not experienced enough. I don't mm-hmm. I don't think that I can fully answer that. I do know when I have a hit on my hands. I do know when it's like, yeah, people are gonna probably go crazy to this. It's it's only happened the first the first one you said. Yeah. Like, that's the only scenario i've never gone oh this is gonna be crazy and i put it out and it like flops and just flops and this never happened the only thing that's happened is i think oh you know a good amount of people are gonna like this this is this is like a niche song and i put it out and it goes crazy and it's like wait i did not expect yeah that many people to love this you know mm-hmm. that's the only thing that's happened but i try to keep my you know i try to keep attuned to the pulse of what's going on mm-hmm. and understand what people need if that makes sense so i've never really put out anything that's you know like, i don't plan on it straight plastic straight <laughs> yeah exactly wood. you know where i'm like yo y'all are gonna go crazy for this and i put it out and it just like and it's like wow that wasn't the reception I expected, you, know? <laughs> you just gotta walk out and say no i'm right. sorry guys sorry yeah. for wasting your time no nah, i've always had an understanding of like mm-hmm. you know okay this will probably kill it or this is gonna be like this amount of you know love you know it's it's but it's so subjective, you know what yeah. I mean? Because even if I am, like, I might be wrong about what I'm saying. Like, I might have gotten it wrong one time, but, like, I, I, I'm not going to remember that. Like, I don't no, focus I'm dwell on, on it, the you know? Negative. Yeah, exactly. I don't dwell on the negative. I got to learn that because I mm-hmm. dwell on the negative. Like, yeah. It's, it's important to understand where you are. Yeah. But you got to know that it's not a permanent place, you know? I believe in the law of attraction, you know? Good thoughts benefit good things mm-hmm. are... Uh, Attract good things, rather. Um, but it's a, you can't, like, lose yourself in, damn, this didn't get that many amount of likes. It's, like, whatever. Like, yeah. it's all virtual, you know? So, yeah. I, I think staying positive, it's, like, you might as well stay positive mm-hmm. because that's the more productive thing to do. Yeah. You know? It's better to be positive and wrong than it is to be negative and right you know yeah just i don't even know if that makes sense wait a minute <laughs> i hope you you get what i'm trying to say like it's it's better to be just think positive and then you're gonna yeah it's like, better to think positive so you're gonna do more instead of thinking negative and then you're gonna yeah exactly stay in that right aim high shoot high yeah. you know and then if you're short you're still pretty high yeah whereas if you aim low you're you going know, backwards. It's, it's exactly. It's just go forward, think up, think positive. It's not worth, you know, dwelling on negative things. 
Yeah, that's what I was trying to say, really. <laughs> <laughs> we said, like, this um, pronoun. But he's like, yeah, no, is I'm it pronoun? Like... <laughs> no, it's big words right now. No, 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 no. It's a uh, aim high. You know? Aim high. Yeah. And then with your music, do you use, like, your background into your music? Definitely, man. Um, what is your background, actually? Because I don't know. Yeah, I'm Dominican. Um, both of my parents are Dominican. Yeah, I uh, lived in New York City till I was like six, seven. Moved into Jersey. Was there all throughout high school. Came back to the Bronx uh, for college, and I'm here now. Um, I have like a, you know, a blend of, you know, two different come ups. Yeah. In you know city environments, and you know, the suburbia aspect. And so both of those perspectives kind of leak into what I do in the sense of, I understand the importance of like mass mm-hmm. appeal and, you know, radio airplay, New York City, diversity, X, Y, Z. Whereas with a suburban environment, things are a little bit more quiet yes. and more intimate there. Coming up in Jersey was... uh weird to say the least it was a lot of it had the diversity mm-hmm. of like a city but it wasn't something super i guess vocalized like it, it was just it was just a, a no fact yeah in new york it celebrated a lot more of the diversity i i went to high school mm-hmm. i went to a pretty diverse high school it was a really unique experience it was two campuses on one my campus was extremely diverse, and the other campus right by us, Dwight Morrow, mm-hmm. we share the campus, it's like 90% Black and Latino. Before I went to that high school, though, I had gone to my town's high schools, and they were predominantly white. And coming up, they always told me, you know, oh, you're Black, you're Black. And I would say, no, I'm not, I'm Dominican. And then in high school, you know, I'd be like, oh, you know, I'm Black, I'm one of y'all. But they'd be like, no, you're not, you're you know, you're Hispanic, you you know, or yeah. you're Indian, you know what I mean? Like this, like, <laughs> whatever you're seeing. Yeah. It's a, it's a matter of just where, I guess, people saw me as. And now I have my own understanding of my identity mm-hmm. as an Afro-Latino. So having both of those perspectives has definitely helped me. Because if I was just in one side of the coin, you know, I might be sitting here going, you know, I'm not black. I don't relate to the black struggle. Black issues aren't relevant to me, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful that I got that I'm culmination that makes sure. me who I am. Yeah, definitely. For sure. So you mentioned how does that leak into the music? Yeah. Uh it doesn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm very best way I could put it, uh hip hop is a remake of everything. Yeah. That's like at the heart of hip hop is remix and reconstructionism, post postmodernism, you know, and this destruction and rebuilding. It's it's very much a it's a very you know, uh ever evolving, ever changing kind of thing. That is something that I grew up with very closely. Mm-hmm. There's always hip hop in the house. I grew up on 90s rappers, 80s rappers, 
I grew up on Biggie, Pac, Nas, EPMD, Nas, Rakim, Doom, you know, Souls of Mischief, Mappy, you know, Farside, I can try to call Quest, De La Soul, KRS One. Like these are all people that I grew up listening to. And those, I guess, are that's gonna be a New York kind of influence yeah. on me because hip hop comes from the Bronx. And growing up with that, I've always had an understanding of, I guess, pockets, drum patterns, mm-hmm. break beats. Yeah. You know? And that has definitely influenced my music. More specifically, I'm heavily influenced by Jay Dilla and Mad Lib, their production, as well as Kanye West and Timbaland Pharrell, who I consider three of the greatest producers of all time. I'm, I, I'm just the product of studying so many greats, you know? Yeah. I study the greats. I respect them. I know my history. And I know who is influenced by who and where it falls back on. And that really just makes me what I am. The, 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 my, secret, my secret sauce is that I'm just such a student of hip-hop. Student of the game. Yeah. And I love what it stands for and what it's done for me mm-hmm. in helping find my own identity, you know? And I make music off of how I feel, you know? And I think that that is what hip hop music is. Making what you feel in the sense of like, not catering to mass appeal and just being so, it's, a, it's there's a purity to it, Yeah, you know? You might wanna sit and say like, oh, hip hop is rapping mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it has to be this one sound. It sounds like this, you know what I mean? But hip hop is expanded beyond that, you know? Yeah. I consider, yeah, I consider Frank Ocean a hip hop artist. You know, you might say that he's like alternative R and B, but I genuinely consider him a hip hop artist because, you know, of the way that he writes. What I was saying before about like the culmination of stuff. Yeah, he does that extremely well, and the interpolations and Mm -hmm. the renditions, one singular line from this other part over here. That's a that's a remix. That's an interpretation. And that's what hip hop is all about. It's not about necessarily making a new thing, mm-hmm. but remaking everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I think my music is very much uh, me having a feeling from things I experience from growing up, you know, being in school now. Mm-hmm getting all of those feelings and channeling them into something that you can also experience. I want you to feel not necessarily what I felt while making the song, but the inspiration that caused me to make the song. So channeling feelings is a really weird thing. It's all about, you know, you gotta have an understanding of your upbringing and Mm -hmm. what, why it is that you react to certain things. Why do you have a temper? Why don't you have a temper? Mm -hmm. You know, why are you scared of this one thing? Why do you love this other thing? You know, you got to you got to understand those fundamental questions about yourself before you're able to channel it. Yeah. And create off of those those colors. So, has writing music helped you with that? Like a form of yeah. therapy or like reflection? Yeah, I think that it's 
I think it's more so reflection than therapy because mm-hmm. after I make a song, I don't necessarily feel better. It's not like I, I don't feel like I just vented. I don't feel like it was it helped me heal, you know. Yeah, it did help me reflect though, and that's a step in healing. You know, because I can write, you know, very very fun things, mm-hmm. but I can pr- write some pretty painful stuff because of what I've experienced, and that's always that's always something that that'll help you with your process whenever yeah. you create based off of that. So it's very much a a balance that I maintain between entertainment and art. Mm-hmm. Because if I just speak how I feel, you know, it's not something that's that that'll be approachable to uh, someone, let's say, like you. Yeah. You know, you're gonna just be like, "Whoa, that guy's mad about something," but I can scream for five minutes and title it, you know, "Depression." You know what I mean? Yeah. Angst and depression, and it'll, the song's a scream for five minutes. You know what I mean? And yeah, I guess that makes sense, but. You're, what I'm doing there is just showing you, I'm expressing myself, I'm just showing yeah. you exactly how I feel, you know? Whereas with the impressionistic mm-hmm. side of things, I make words now, and I talk, I paint pictures off of the feelings that I get. So reflection is definitely key. Mm-hmm. I'd say reflection more than therapy. Cool. Yeah. And then when you get like more attraction, more mainstream, do you want to be super big? Or do you want to be like, you have your audience, you have your core fan base, mm-hmm. and you may not be like a Kendrick or like a J. Cole or Drake, yeah. but you're still in the conversation of like one of the greats. Yeah. No, I want to be one of the greatest. Or like yeah. a Drake, like you want to have like, yeah. like, you want to have like that recognition and you want to have. Yeah. I wouldn't say that I want to be like Drake. Not like, not like him, but like on that level. I, I want to have a very seminal impact. Yeah. On culture. And I think that comes from my desire to always leave things a little bit better than mm-hmm. how I found them. Just how I was, you know, I was raised. It's always been something that I've I've kind of understood about myself. I'm a pretty intense person. And it shows in the music. <laughs> but overall, by the way that people talk about what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm not at all the biggest, you know, artist in my area or anything. You know, hometown I'd love hero. to be, but say again? Hometown hero. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a hometown hero or anything, you know. But when people talk to me about my music, I understand that they're feeling something. You know, there's a very big difference between hearing something and feeling it. And yeah. when they listen, you know, people feel what I'm going for, which is amazing. And you can just look on it online. Like the way that I like to do, the youtube comments hold so much truth when it, when you look at an artist who's doing things to just impress you you'll see just read the comments yeah you'll see oh my gosh uh give me a name just a random name sam buck sam okay buck. <laughs> my god sam buck you're so amazing da, da, da. like if you're watching this in 2019 that right and it's a lot of comments you know along those lines who's here first million <laughs> views uh, and it's just like you're talking about the hype that's around it but if you go to a true artist's song and a truly impactful song, you read those comments, mm-hmm. you won't see comments like that. What you'll see is stories. 
like you'll see like this. you'll see talk of people talking about i miss her so much and mm-hmm. you know this is the first song that played in my high school prom that made me think about you know that yeah. like you'll hear in you know it's been 20 years since she passed away this and it's like you you just scroll through and you'll you'll see those experiences that people you know conjure off of off of that piece of art and that's the side of things that I want to fall on so that that's what I say that's what I mean when I say I want to be an artist I want to be you know mm-hmm. one of the greatest you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm the song best in the world no, no. yeah no nah. <laughs> right yeah, that's that's how I feel about things. <laughs> and then when you're making music, if somebody gives you a suggestion, do you take it or do you like feel like you have to go with what's in your mind first? I'm pretty stubborn, but I always love hearing what people have to say. Always, you know. That being said, I take everything everyone says with a grain of salt, because it's always coming from somewhere, mm-hmm. you know. So, just because you tell me now nah, that bass is too loud, that doesn't mean I'm going to turn down the bass. You know, who are you? Yeah, you know what I mean. Unless I trust your opinion, you know. But I always, I like hearing input. And I always had to keep it pure to me. Like, I gotta, there had there has to be a line between the song, mm-hmm. between us and the song, right? Yeah. So the song is definitely mine until I put it out. Then you consider the bass is loud or whatever. But while I'm making the song, I'm not gonna, you know, tweak things based off of, you know, what you say you'd prefer to hear. I'm going to just do it based on what I feel is necessary. Mm-hmm. If I ask for your opinion, you know, then it, I probably value it. Yeah. You know, it's still to a certain extent, though, because I have my own vision for the song and I'm not going to probably compromise that just to appeal to one or two people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I love the, the most fun part of this all for me is channeling what I have in my head. Mm-hmm. into a reality translating that with a high fidelity you know not compromising quality just maintaining what i what i thought of you yeah know? yeah i'm thinking of questions right now no no worries i can keep talking are you gonna edit all of this uh, or is it gonna be one take it's gonna be like one take but like if anything i need to take out i'll take out cool cool I'll keep, I can keep talking about this one if you want to just think of questions. Nah, almost every episode I said that I lose my thought. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> It'll be a running joke. Like, yeah, I lost my thought. <laughs> yeah, it's like you have to, it's almost like a, it's almost like giving birth. <laughs> I used to compare it to, you know, Lego building and, you mm-hmm. know, put that block there and or puzzle piece. Yeah. You know, assembly. And it's like, how do I fit this word with this thing? Because I was much more into the lyrical side of things, especially when I was, you know, just rapping. And I still love the craft of just rapping and wordplay. But now songs for me are like giving birth. It's a process. It starts off, there's a seed. Something is fertilized inside of my head. Mm -hmm. And it develops and it grows, you know, zygote, embryo, fetus, development. I hope I got that over right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I haven't um, had some science in years. Yeah. It develops uh, and eventually it's just like, okay, my delivery date is on Friday. And Friday, 
go into the studio. That's what happened. Now it grows. Fully. Right there. Yep. Just like really. <laughs> no. It's like a sneak. You know? It's all rush at the moment. And then afterwards, I'll be like, whoa. That's a whole lot of snot. That's a whole lot of baby. You know? It's like everything right there in that moment. Mm-hmm. It's not like building a car. You know? <laughs> that shit. It just comes out and whatever happens, happens. Whatever happens, happens. But sometimes it'll come out and I won't expect it. You know, to come out that way and it comes out. And I'm like, yo, what? You know? <laughs> it's like, what seed fertilized that egg? You know? And yeah. like, oh, where did that come from? You know? And then it isn't until, like you said, reflection mm-hmm. that I figure out, oh, that's what I was talking about. You know? Yeah. That's what I meant by this thing. It's like, oh, yo, this is crazy. Or I, I'll make a song and then later it'll relate to me even more. Like, like that's that's what I was talking about. Are you kidding me? You know, so it's it's a lot of like foresight almost. Yeah. That goes into what comes out. When you said the puzzle thing about like seeing a post mm-hmm. on Facebook, it was like a puzzle of a horse. Yeah. And then like five thousand pieces like that. And then the person was like, I'm not doing this. So they took like all the sky pieces mm-hmm. and like just arranged them. Yeah. And then they raised the horse pieces. Out of order. Or yeah. Like... yeah, it was like the puzzle, it was like, instead of being like the perfect picture, uh-huh. the like all the colors of the sky were just in pieces, they just like brushed up together mm-hmm. at the top, and then the horse color, it wasn't, it was the shape of a horse. Yeah, but it wasn't like the actual original photo. No, You're it saying? was just like the shape the of the, the, shape. the color of the horse and then like the ground. It was like, that's how art is sometimes. Yeah, that's sometimes how like it is. You take know? it in your own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if you don't like the photo to begin with. It's like, all right, let me just make my own horse. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Art is inherent. I think it's inherently political, the act of creating. Yeah. Because, you know, you're disrupting something. You're you're going, you know, wake up. You know, you're, you're doing something almost abrasive whenever you make something and put it out especially, you know. So those are my opinions on that. Yeah. And then has anybody ever like came up with something or had, like, got a different meaning from the song than you intended? Yeah, definitely. I think that it happens often, especially when I'm talking about uh, really personal experiences. Because I have to maintain a balance between conveying exactly what I mean yeah. as I mean it, but also giving you that ambiguity to play your own experiences and me poking fun at you know what's going on inside of your head so people have come to me like hey you know no this video means this i'm like okay like, you're like I'm, I'm sorry i guess yeah, I'm wrong. I'll just tell you. <laughs> i know what i meant by doing this you know this is all i meant you know you're doing an interview with somebody like yelling in the crowd no yeah. you're wrong i'm not that's the thing though i can't tell people that they're wrong about their interpretations of my art. If you could back it up, you know. But all right. I just, it's like bet. Yeah, exactly. I will say for the most part, it's never just one. Yeah. Meaning, you know, there's my stuff is very layered. There's at least you know, minimum three, three different ways to interpret the things that I do. You know. Triple entendre. Say again. Triple entendre. Yeah. For them, like I, that's what I go for. I I, I do two for like. More when when both concepts have like stories to them, but mm-hmm. for the most part, they're, it's very surface level, you know, beyond the surface level, and then deep level stuff, you know. That's why I say three. 
and most people get you know the surface level or they make their own surface level stuff and it's like yeah do you you know the deep yeah. stuff even i don't fully understand it sometimes it's like i have no clue where it comes from you know people always ask how do i come up with the, the stuff that i do i just it happens it just happens that's the best way i can you know succinctly put it <laughs> yeah and then if you were like to make a song with like kanye or like switz and timbaland mm-hmm. How do you think it would turn out? How do I think it would turn out? Mm-hmm. I think it would turn out good. I think that I'm a pretty versatile artist. I'm not a... I'm a team player. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be good. I would love to hear what they have to say. I just want to see Timbo make a beat in person. It's like a goal of mine. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just, yeah. just be like a student. Not even an artist. I, would, like... I wouldn't do anything. I'd just be like... You know, i just watch what these people do. Because they've laid the groundwork for mm-hmm. so many other artists so i want to see what what they're doing you know do you think we would go to like a battle with them like have your beats against their beats i don't know <laughs> i wouldn't want to i'm not i'm competitive with myself but yeah. i don't really i don't like comparing my stuff with other people like i'm i'm this this experience is my own you know mm-hmm. i'm not looking to be better than anyone you know my brother said this my brother says that that's why i'm great you know I'm not looking to compare. I'm not mm-hmm. looking to be. Just being you? Yeah. Just looking to make my song the most me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Timberland Beats. Yeah, his his stuff is very much. This is it's more, ex- more like experimental and like Swiss is more like Cardi. Mm-hmm. The one that had that, um, that battle with um, that concert, not a concert, that conference, I think. Swiss and Timberland. I don't remember. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. They had about mm-hmm. a revolt. Yeah. T- Swiss beats is, uh, they are more party. They're more, they tend to be, for the most part, upbeat. Yeah. Whereas with Timbo, he, he has more of a range, I think. Yeah. And his, I always say that the, be- the, the superpower of being a producer is drum choice. Because if you find a dope-ass sample and you put it in your beat, It'll be a dope beat for the most part, but if you make it from scratch, like yeah, if you make it from scratch, you're great. But like a great sample and bad drums, it's like you could the sample could be amazing, ten out of ten. If you don't have the drums that do it justice, it's a whatever beat. But Timberland's drum choice is phenomenal. Astrid, like incredible. His drum choice is so good. You know, you you know you have a good beat when you could just press play on the drums, just the drums, and listen, and people will be like, "Yo, that's something." You know, Timberland has incredible drum choice. Kanye, incredible drum choice. Pharrell, outstanding drum choice. Mm-hmm. Just press, just listen to the drums. Don't listen to the rest. Most people go listen to the music yeah. and the vibe that is going. Just listen to the drums, the pockets that they're they're working with. You know, Timberland has that on lock. It's incredible. And that's what takes a beat from like okay to like this amazing. Most people don't have that natural knack for drum choice. You know, they they gotta work on their drum choice. Yeah. You know, and and become good at it. If that makes sense, they'll have a rhythm, but the sounds that you need, because just a snare, you know, 
a quarter second noise. You know, what color should that quarter second noise have? The greats are all able to to know what it is. They're very picky, you know. Yeah. Timbaland's his style is very much, like you said, experimental. It's also very much cultured. Yeah. He, he grabs from different, you know, places around the world and is able to make incredible music because of it. You know. That's ex that's an example of, of traveling having a large influence with what you do too. Mm -hmm. Traveling is money that I think you'll never waste. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, man. And then I'm going to ask you about like the state of music and like hip hop. What do you think we're going to go next? What do you think is like the next? Next big thing? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's anyone's game. Only because things are moving so quickly now. Like, yeah, you're hot this year. You're not hot for the next year. <laughs> it's almost like labels are doing it on purpose. You know, it's yeah. just cash cow after cash cow. It's insane. It's not good for art. You know, no. Because you're gonna get mediocre support. Mediocre support means mediocre artists. You know? Yeah. You're gonna get YouTube comments that say who's listening to this in 2020, and it's not people really feeling the, feeling the actual vibrations yeah. that are going on. So I think it's important to differentiate between real from fake. Mm -hmm. And like I said, in uh, oops, fake don't get long term respect. Time is gonna be what tells what was real or what was fake. You still got time or you need to go? I don't know. I got time. You got time? Definitely, yeah. You're going to cut this up, I'm assuming? Probably not. All right. I'm going to have like pieces, but like, That's in cool. terms of like the episode, it's yeah. going straight through. Bro, like, there's so much value in just keeping it natural. Yeah. Like, everything's edited nowadays. Genuine, candid conversations with awkward pauses and all of that. <laughs> just like, yeah, you know, I know someone changed his mind, but yeah. like, or something to think of questions. Right. Also, I had like three cameras, two cameras, and think about it at the same time. Yeah, you gotta be a manager, but also <laughs> be in the production. <laughs> it's like, I have it's to focus hard, on man. you, mm -hmm. focus on the question, right. make sure that's recording. Yeah. Nah, nah, definitely. It's a challenge. <laughs> and they were like streaming. How do you think streaming has changed music? That's a good question. I think that streaming is. Obviously, the new medium by which everything's consumed. And it always happens where when the medium changes, the mm -hmm. art changes. Yeah. You know, an example of that is the changing between, um, uh, whoa, what's the word? Album? No. Single? Whoa, I'm forgetting. Whoa. Gramophone. Wow. The gramophone. The uh, record player, oh, record. With, yeah, yeah, the record player with the like a speaker installed into it, it would yeah. amplify it. You know, those couldn't pick up certain low end frequencies. Mm -hmm. So, in songs, what happened? This was around like the forties. But what happened is they switched the lowest instrument from the bass mm -hmm. to the tuba because it was a little bit brighter. Yeah, and they'd be like, oh, you know, when this plays on record, it'll sound better. You know, 
and that's happening now with Spotify. Mm -hmm. You get one play, it counts uh, for the first 30 seconds. And now everyone's going, yo, how do we make people stay just those first 30 seconds? You know what I mean? And how do we get that play? After the 30 seconds are over, we can do whatever we want. But those first 30 seconds are crucial. How do we keep them there? Mm -hmm. And that's what singles are evolving into, yeah. you know, maintaining that Spotify sound for, you know, so to speak. And it's it's affecting music in the same way that any other medium mm -hmm. can affect any other art form. You know, it changes how people experience it. It changes, yeah. it, 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 it inspires the the structure for what's going on. Like, it forces you to evolve. Yeah. And you definitely. have to play by new rules and whoever does that, you get left behind. Yeah, you gotta move with the soundscape, if you will. With me, I'm, I'm very much a proponent for of authenticity mm -hmm. but adaptability is very big yeah. if you want to survive in the industry because not being willing to adapt means being inflexible mm -hmm. and things that are inflexible you know they break. they break they're brittle they become brittle especially over time so it's important to know that you have to change with the medium, you know, mm -hmm. if you want to do those numbers and yeah. be big and stuff. If you don't, do you, you know, go against every system there is. Say, Break fuck that. Break every single rule. Do it all, you know. Like, also, you could do, saying, like, oh, this person doing something different. Let's yeah. follow them. Right, but it's also... It also won't because that none of that is, you know, people who break every single rule without even knowing the rules aren't, you know, successful. And they end up actually following some rules. <laughs> There's always you a know. rule you want to follow. It's like a, what's like, but like it's anti-culture culture. culture you know? Yeah. Same thing as anti-culture culture. Like you're following a culture. Yeah. You're, you're creating a culture off of. Anti-culture. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're running in play. You're running in a circle. Yes. One step forward, two steps back, you know. I fundamentally believe you got to know the rules yeah. in order to break them. Not just that. You got to follow some rules. You know, play along. Mm -hmm. See what's happening. Just play along. Coast right along. Do what people expect you to do. Mm -hmm. Impress people. That's what I'm, what I'm doing now with these singles is I'm playing by the rules. I'm keeping it cool, keeping it friendly, keeping things approachable. Cause when that album hits, it's not gonna sound anything like this. <laughs> I know that full well. They get a little taste. My closest associates know that fully well. So yeah, exactly. I'm I'm giving hints of yeah. what I'm gonna be going for in the future. Like at the end of Woo, mm -hmm. what happens at that epilogue is extremely important. But what's going on there is very much. Yeah. It's very different, you know, from. Everything else around it from oops and uh oh. You be like, all right, you give them a false sense of security. Yeah. And you not trap them, but like something new, something different. Yeah, surprise. exactly. Surprise. You know, surprise them. Perfect word. Surprise them. Uh, when you come out of, you know, left field with mm -hmm. just like, oh, and this, you know, like here's this, you know, this new single, 
it's got something like that too where it's like you know oh shit josh is playing with us <laughs> you know this new is, at the time of recording yeah it's it's, it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah new relatively speaking to the time of recording so i'm should i just speak about the single like it exists already because i guess to, by the time yeah. we put this out it's out already right it's coming out i was recording like next friday it's out next Friday, yeah. So definitely gonna be out by then. All right, so I'll just talk about it. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. So woo, the ending of woo is very. It, it's so you know different, and I'm like, I'm playing with that sound. So you know, don't think yeah. I've, you know, completely compromised what I'll go for here. What my intention is, and the beginning of oh, uh, same thing. Mm-hmm. The very beginning, those first thirty seconds, are, you know, that shit is different. That mm-hmm. shit's unlike anything you've ever heard, and I, I'm fully aware of that but then i switch right back into the old style you know so as soon as that beat drops you you know you get it but when i when i got you for those 30 seconds at the end or at the beginning of a song you know just know what my strong suits are just because i'm making it slap doesn't mean you know that i can't express what i'm feeling and i can't make some you know Mm -hmm. new new shit yeah so just because the beat is something that reminds you of, you know, oh, this is early 2000s Timbaland production. For mm-hmm. I know, you know, yeah, sounds like you know Vince Brockhampton, the the whatever. I like I I know what I'm going for. I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. There's a plan. There's a method to my madness. There always is, and it excites me talking about it because I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait for when this album is out to just totally. Fuck people up, because <laughs> that's exactly what it's gonna do. I'm I'm playing right into my sound. I've almost made a sound off of playing into that sound. Yeah. You know, my style is very eclectic. I draw inspiration from so many different places, so I'm gonna have different sounds that I can master. You know, mm-hmm. what's happening with uh, woo, aha, that kind of thing. I'm you know getting very good at that yeah and i will continue to get very good at that it only goes uphill from here Mm -hmm. i've hit every single nail on the head so far you know so i've only gotten better with time and i will i will only get better with time yeah you know so long as i'm i'm tapped into what's going on and i'm excited for what the future holds Mm -hmm. definitely so go stream uh and you'll know what i'm talking about here because that song is uh is different. Hope that was a good coverage. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, man. Put a link to it, I guess, when I release it. Yeah. Fan link. Just follow me at Totally Not Cast. Totally Not Cast. Totally Not Cast. Totally as in totally. Totally not like totally. Mm-hmm. Not. Not as not. And then Totally Not Cast like totally not cast. <laughs> best way i could put it <laughs> and then they say like the same music everybody sounds the same yeah and you think because i think this is like back in the day everyone's competition like i gotta sound like me mm-hmm. and can't sound like anybody else but right now it's just like everybody's influenced by like the same five people, people. Yeah. yeah um regards to everyone sounding the same that's just the result of, of people trying to be special Mm-hmm. The problem with the game is that everyone is trying to be that special hot new thing. Yeah. And 
when everyone's trying to be special, they all end up sounding the same, you know? Some, but then they swear like it's authentic. When they're like, nah, I'm just doing me. Like, that's interesting because you sound awfully similar to A, B, C, D, X, Y, Z, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think we're going to experience some sort of cultural uh, shift mm-hmm. in the next few years. Yeah. I definitely do think that. Almost like a renaissance. Yeah, I was thinking about it because I asked my own friend in the episode five mm-hmm. about are we in like a, a cultural, like a cultural renaissance. I'd say we're at the beginnings of it. Yeah, because like everybody mm-hmm. saw a new podcast, everybody's doing this. Like we're moving. Well, animation is starting to push us out of like jobs and stuff like that. Yeah. And then like the only thing left is like doing creative stuff. Right. So I think yeah, I agree with you on that. We're in that cusp of a renaissance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm pretty sure with the beginnings of it because yeah. of how how things have moved uh politically and mm-hmm. globally, you know, the climate crisis and we're realizing we do not have that much time left on this earth. Every other country's catching a fire. Yep. All of the fires. It's it's a little hectic right now. Yeah. For sure. And with that in mind, like, how come you feel like, I know, like, every generation of artists are always, like, well, I guess, say, back in the day, always trying to preach a message mm-hmm. about, like, war and climate and stuff, climate, like, change and stuff like that. How can you feel like it's a job of an artist to do that? I'm always, like, they're artists. They're not, like, they don't have all the answers. Yeah. I don't really have much to say on that. So you had, like, war. I right. Forget the name and like don't let it like oh what you call it? Um Give Peace a Chance. Imagine. Oh, give peace a chance. Yeah. And then you had the song um What's Going On with Marvin Gaye. Right. I think that it's I think artists don't have an obligation to talk about politics and mm-hmm. music. I think that they can do whatever they want. I think there is a certain level of, of courage that it takes to to do that, yeah. When they had that a rock, a side rocky thing with Switzerland and everything, yeah. And they talk about how he didn't talk about politics beforehand, mm-hmm. but like he even he said, like he's not an expert, exactly. So he, he would probably do more damage if you mm-hmm. talk about if you talk about politics and you don't know what you're talking about, yeah. right? There, it makes sense, yeah. Being a po- political artist, it's a weird term for me, you know. People ask me if I'm a political artist, or do I consider myself one? But, I don't really consider, I don't, I don't feel comfortable calling myself mm-hmm. cast as a political artist. I don't know if that's true. Uh, it doesn't feel right. Yeah. You know? It's like a label within a label. Mm-hmm. Artist, political artist. <laughs> you know? I'm an emotional artist. Mm-hmm. I make things on how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just wondering about people. Yeah, for sure. Me too. What's gonna be next? How long have you been this for? It's been an hour. A bit hour? Okay. Yeah. Too long? Nah, it's right. cool. <laughs> cool. I'm gonna wrap it up soon, man. Cool, cool, cool. So with that in mind, if you could, I guess you go to a final segment. Sure. <laughs> you sure? You got anything else to say? No. A final segment? No, you have anything else to say? Oh, um... Any ideas you want to get off? Anything you want to Yeah. Say? I'm dropping mad music. Mm-hmm. It's not over. Like, yeah. 
I got a lot of stuff in the vault that I'm going to be putting out. Mm-hmm. Make sure to follow me. The easiest way to keep up with what I'm doing, just turn on post notifications. Mm-hmm. Can I talk about this for a little bit? Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> so when you turn on post notifications, you're doing a couple of things. First of all, you're getting an immediate, really quick Instagram notification mm-hmm. that I'm doing something. Second of all, you're providing me insight on like who actually cares about what I'm doing because I see who engages first with mm-hmm. the content that I put out and I see, okay, these people, I'm very much a, I'm a people person. I, I yeah. see, okay, this person, this person are genuine. They're giving me genuine support. And I see that. And lastly, I do not post that often. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I do post, it's an important thing. It's like a substantive thing. So when you turn on post notifications, you're just getting, you know, you're just getting the goods yeah. right when they, right as they come, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just, it's just easier for all of us. And it just, it clutters out all of the filth. That way you don't stumble across. Oh, by the way, yeah, can I put out a new song? And then every new thing, it's just a direct thing. Hey, I'm doing this. You know, mm-hmm. it's much more clean, yeah, direct and upfront about what I do and you getting it. Mm-hmm. Just easier for everyone. <laughs> it's a cool, it's a good feature. Yeah. And I think that it should be utilized. So turn on post notifications. I don't post that often. I'm not, I don't think I'm annoying. Hope so. <laughs> yeah. And last question I asked is what, um, how would you name, what would you name your origin story? What would I name my origin story? Probably the thread. The thread? Thread, yeah. Like or, the thread? Or the, the string. The string? Yeah, something like that. Because it's all connected. Yeah. Cool. Does that answer it? Yeah. Bro, thank you for having me on here. No problem. This was a pleasure. It was a pleasure having you. I'm going to see you soon. Of course. Uh, let me know when this is out so I can judge myself <laughs> <laughs> while watching it. <laughs> yeah. All right, then. Cool? Yeah. See ya. Totally not cash. Yes. You on the podcast, you don't even ready. Let's gather. Are we good? Yeah. Cool. That brings another episode of the Let's Get That Podcast to a close. Again, you can follow Cass at Totally Not Cast on Instagram and find his EP, The Payment, on all streaming platforms. Next week, Matt makes a return from the first episode right before he went to Spain to talk about sports. I hope you continue having a nice day and I hope to see you there.